What is up, ladies and gents? It's been a minute, huh? Um, in regards to this podcast, I had Hannah Kashmir Flores on. Um, before I get into it, if you guys can do me a favor, um, go ahead and give me five stars on Apple Podcasts um, and a comment at the same time. Um, or on Spotify, leave me five stars. It'll help me out quite a bit. Um, as far as this podcast goes, um, we, t- we talked on a lot of topics in regards to like uh, to God, to Christianity, your faith, um, the whole in people's lives, modeling, pageants, uh, running a business, uh, learning from past experiences, and, and quite a bunch of things. Um, it, was, it was pretty insightful in my opinion, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and also sorry for being in my for a bit <laughs> for the people that are listening. I've been getting hounded a bit on YouTube, but I'm here. I'm back. Um, and I really enjoy this podcast. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. Okay. So let me just preface this. Like okay. I was very surprised that you asked me to be on a podcast because I'm not really interesting. Like, What do you mean? I, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty boring. So, okay, my name is Hannah Cashmere <laughs> Flores. Um, Cashmere is after the Led Zeppelin song, so if you haven't listened to it, go do so. Um, I am currently an engineering major at the Master's University. I was a business major, but I switched um, this year, so now I'm going to have two more years left of school. Um, I work as a crossing guard in the mornings for one hour. Um, the best fitted crossing also, guard in America, son. <laughs> um, let's see. I also, on my free time, love to watch videos on YouTube and game on my PC. And I spend a lot of time with my family, probably like every single week. I make sure I spend time with them. You're, um, oh, I then you forgot to include your modeling career as well that you're oh, pursuing. Oh, yes, yeah. I am pursuing a modeling career currently um, in the works of signing a contract. So um, I can't say the names just yet, but um, I'm excited for that. They're a part-time like agency. So most people who sign with them only got to work part-time and they work with brands such as like Target, um, Joann's, you know, commercials with Jeep or Ford. Um, And yeah, so I'm excited just to have a little start. That's exciting. I'm like, I want to see like where you go off, like in regards to it. Cause I mean, obviously you like have the drive and like you put your faith towards God and you're like putting yourself out there to like mm-hmm. allow the execution for like the possibilities of that happening. I think, I think that's like a good recipe for success. Cause a lot of people don't even like put themselves out there. Like, like I, I know people that like won't even like do anything outside of like their work and go home or like see their girlfriend, or their boyfriend. And I'm like, that's fine but like you don't have like an earth to do better like that like leaves me shooketh dude i agree i think a lot of people settle for mundane life mm-hmm. and they don't understand what they're missing if you know like that's they're okay with routine they're okay with just doing the bare minimum and if that's how they want to live their life fine but it's like you're missing out on so much more yeah yeah 100 percent. i think i mean if you're happy, I guess, like, it's it's a good, like, stepping stone or, like, a measuring point, right? But more than anything, it's like, but do you know how much more happier you could be doing this or how much more fulfillment exactly. you can have? Like, why not create, like, if you don't want to just, if you call it, like, a superficial life, well, why not have, like, a quote-unquote superficial life with your family? Wouldn't that, like, amplify everything that you have and that you've worked for? And then just, like, a feeling of pride, you know? 
But that's that's a exactly. whole that's a whole other thing. But yeah, you have been going through a bunch of changes and, and things in life. But I want to get started off with this first because I'm actually genuinely curious. How was your life as a nine one one dispatcher? Oh my god! So doing that for three weeks only. <laughs> um, it was a six month process actually to get into the job. Uh-huh. Um, so a bunch of like series of inv- like you know background investigation. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm just mean. I never had gone to a high school party. I've never smoked in my life. Oh shit! Um, I drank once, and it was on accident. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, and they're not things that have been appealing to me, you know? Mm. So it wasn't like, because I did grow up in a religious home, um, it wasn't like, oh, you just can't do it. It's just I didn't want to. Like, uh-huh. So it was, my background was pretty easy. They did not believe me. I did fail my lie, my lie detector Oh, the polygraph? They, yes. They said I did smoke. They are like, every time we mentioned weed, your, your heart rate went up. And I was like, I swear to God, yeah. I've never <laughs> smoked in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they, yeah, so then they gave me another try, and then I passed it. Um, and then I got to work. It was my first day, mm-hmm. and I ended up doing the day shift that day, but my schedule was going to be graveyard um, uh-huh. from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Yeah. Um, but the first day I went, I did day. And it was very, like, as soon as I got there, big binder, read all these you know codes, learn all these rules. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, fine. So uh-huh. I kid you not, I read like a thousand plus pages. Um, and then I started listening to calls. So that's kind of how they worked me through. They were like, okay, now you're going to listen and then uh-huh. you're going to start taking calls. Um, but the reason I quit wasn't because the workload was too much. It was the fact that I wasn't being trained properly. And like... If I asked a question, my trainer would look at me like, we went over that once. Figure it out. And I'm oh, like, shit. these are people's lives. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not, I'm going to mess something up if you don't help me out. Yeah. And um, I brought those concerns up to her. I told her, I was like, hey, you're kind of acting like a B word. I don't like it. It's not helping me learn because I am the type of person who needs to understand something very thoroughly before I can get it right. Um. So... Changing from work, you know, like being a normal day person to a night person was really hard. The first two weeks I had a migraine nonstop. I didn't eat the way I was supposed to because I was asleep throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And then I would eat like once at night, come back home, sleep. The drive back home was also really bad. I almost crashed like four times because I was so tired. Um, but... On my last day, right before I left, we got a, a call that had some someone had um, committed suicide like 10 minutes before I clocked out. And I was like, wow. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't take the call, but I heard the, uh, the girl who was being trained, mm. she took it. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is real life. You know, this mm. is going to be my everyday type of thing. And I was like, I don't think I was, plus I was only getting $17. And I was like... Bro, I'm not really? You could make that a target. That's why. I was like, I'm being stressed for $17 and yeah. I'm losing sleep. I'm losing weight. Yeah. Um, but I think I would love to do that job if I was just trained properly. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. It's especially if it's like, if you're not getting like the proper guidance and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. I, I had, um, there was a point where I was like, uh, like a bar back for downtown Disney. 
And it's like, it's yeah. obviously nowhere near the extent of that, right? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. people just left me alone, like, as is. And I was like, I quit that, like, in two days. I was like, this is pointless. It's like, why would I want to be here where you're, like, you're not training? You're not actually, like, taking the time to, like, if you want good employees, you have to train them right. If not, it's like, then why am I going to be here? Especially if you're like, you don't need it. Yeah. That's why I was like, exactly. I don't need this, bro. Why am I here? Let me just clock the fuck out for life, dude. Yeah, like they have to invest in their employees if they want a good return, if yeah. they want them to be happy, if they want them to enjoy their job, you know? Yeah. And yeah. But that was that for three weeks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wanna I wanna go back to this real quick as well. Um I'm curious why I you touched on this before you were like you've never really been like a smoker you never really drank why is that like why do you think like trying to like dig deep because I know like intuit intuitively that you've never really been like that type of person but I'm like curious why you think that is I don't know I mean like in high school I kid you not almost everyone I knew was on cocaine like it was everywhere and like not smoking weed and drinking yes yeah. it wasn't like drugs were inaccessible it was like I could get it wherever whenever Mm -hmm. um but from when i was young i don't know if it's because i saw the way it made people and i was just kind of like that's embarrassing like when i see people get drunk and wasted i'm like ew like your behavior is ugly and i don't ever want to do that um i feel like i if i do start drinking it'd be like girly drinks like margaritas and like (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. but not like alcohol like vodka and you know all that stuff (laughs) but um i just think that it could be potentially that i knew just growing up like the bible talks about how alcohol isn't bad it's not a sin but Mm -hmm. what it becomes of it is right so if you go too far too much Mm -hmm. when you're drunk that becomes a sin because you start acting a fool doing all the Mm -hmm. things that you shouldn't do um but i've never been just like drawn to it like i and i can't tell you why i wish because a lot of people ask me why haven't you been doing it and i'm like i don't know with smoking i feel like my asthma i'd be like a little too much so i'm not gonna do that but if yeah. i would it'd be like an edible okay but i'm not there yet yeah yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're like the yeah. one thing i need to get away with my fucking breath is my future love not no fucking plant bro <laughs> yeah nothing like that no that's crazy <laughs> No, for me in particular, I was like very like on a very similar wavelength. Um, I would say now I will drink, but it's only like in like good moderation. Like I like if I can't drive, I just won't do it. And I know that's a very thin line for a lot of people, but for me, it's like I have to mm-hmm. be like very coherent, right? Uh, otherwise, like I just won't do it. It's just I don't know. It, it yeah. just because I think I think I embarrassed myself. I think that's why. Because like there was this one time like I was fucking. I think I was, like, 22. Now I'm, like, 27. I'm an old man. This is, like, way back <laughs> in the dinosaur ages and shit. But it was, like, yeah, I got carried out. And, like, my friends, like, just dropped me off in front of my house. And they left me in the lawn because they couldn't figure out, like, which one of my key was. And I was, like, I never want to be like that. Like, that's so embarrassing. That's sad. That's disappointing. I thought that was, like, my low point. Uh, yeah, ever yeah. since then, I haven't, like, really, like, been blacked out. With the exception of, like, one-time New Year's. But, like, that was kind yeah. of... But, like, other than that, like, yeah, even, but that being said, so, like, the that was just, like, the preface to it. I didn't even start drinking until, like, I was, like, 21. Like, before, when I was, like, yeah. in, like in middle school, high school, or whatever, even a few years after, I was never a drinker or a smoker. I just, it was just never my thing, dude. It, the, I, and more so for me, it was, like, I relied more so, like, on my dad always just being, like, don't do drugs. Like, don't look stupid. Like, just stay, like, on your own path. It's, like, don't do what everyone else is doing. Like, that stuck heavy with me. So, I was just wondering if you had, like, something like that. So, that's why I asked that. 
Well, I know, like, I mean, my dad was a pastor growing up, so I was a pastor's kid. Oh, okay. But prior to him being a pastor, he did not, like, live a good life. Like, mm-hmm. he was always drunk, um, always high, um, getting into trouble, you know, that type of thing. So my siblings saw that type of father. Okay. You know, they grew up with my dad being an alcoholic and a drug addict. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I saw a completely different person, but he did always tell me like kind of don't do those things like they're not profitable they're not good for you and if you're not careful you can become addicted and you can lose everything Mm -hmm. um for the sake of of a feeling of like being high and escapism yeah and so that was something that stayed with me as well but I think all the stories that I heard of my siblings like growing up and how they saw my dad I was like wow like I never thought my dad was capable of that right yeah um and I was like but I never want to be that person no, yeah, I feel that. How how did your your siblings grow up compared to you? Like, is there any significant things that you noticed, like how you are compared to them? Yeah, I noticed like my oldest sister is a lot more reserved, very non emotional, very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't say much. My other sister, she's she's different. I will say, like despite the childhood, she came up. Like happy and like oh, joyful. Yeah? Okay. My brother is also very reserved and like doesn't talk much, but we are very close as a family. And I think after my dad got saved and became a pastor, I think their dynamic changed their relationship. Yeah. Um, but I they're still not close. But I'm very close to my parents compared to them. Got it, got it. Yeah, that's such that's such an interesting like dynamic when like an adult like when a parent changes from like I guess from like for lack of a better word, right? Like being like a hoodlum to like being on point mm-hmm. with their lives and shit. That's just crazy to me. Yeah. Was did you yeah. did you mind the strictness growing up under like a, a a pastor, basically? Well, I guess the only thing like my parents didn't let me do and I now understand it was for good, like mm. Um, spending the night at my friend's house, you know, like, no, they have brothers, they have a dad, don't, they can't, you can't be there. Mm -hmm. So I'd be like, okay, whatever, fine. Um, but my dad did let me do everything I wanted, like go to cheer, like I was a cheerleader growing up, um, sports. Um, it was just very, when I did hang around with my friends, it was very, what time are you coming home? Uh Where are you going? How long are you going to be there? Who's there? You know, it was just like, you have to know everything. So, like, a hardcore Latino home. family. Yes, yes. So, and then when I, if I did not get home on the dot, I was grounded, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. That was pretty much it. Okay, okay. That's, you said, I mean, to me, it sounds like you had, like, overall, like, a pretty, like, healthy, like, lifestyle growing up, right? Yeah, very normal. Is, do you think, how much of that do you think, um correlates to a lot of people that are broken like not having like a healthy like family dynamic do you think is that the reason why a lot of people like rely on like drugs and like weed as an escapism because i feel like i was like i've been pretty good um like for me in particular like my parents like divorced and all but it's like but other than that like it's been like pretty healthy like i don't know Mm -hmm. i'm just curious what your thoughts are on that no i think the family unit is so important Mm -hmm. it's so important to have a father in your life and a mother mm-hmm. and then like some people who have are only child like only child they're they miss out on like the experiences you get from having a sibling mm-hmm. but i think a lot of times for example you always hear about like the daddy issues like if a girl bro- grows yeah. up great raises up without a father 
how she seeks attention from males in the wrong way and yeah. such and such or men with female um but when you have both roles in your life even if it's not your own father but like an uncle who will take you under your wing yeah. or a grandpa you learn and a lot of like morals are instilled in you without you realizing it like someone you can depend on someone you can trust someone you can love but when you don't have that right you become like sort of hyper independent mm -hmm. like if you grew up for some reason without a father and you were about eight years old when your parents divorced and then your mom made you kind of like the man of the house yeah. you'd have to grow up faster you'd have to um kind of like forsake your childhood so that you can take on this role that you shouldn't have to because mm -hmm. a father should be there does that make sense no yeah it, it makes perfect sense do you think that's a reason why like a lot of girls are like hyper masculine and the opposite is also the true like a lot of guys are like more feminine if that makes sense have you noticed that sometimes yeah yeah i think it, it varies case to case but i do think that when you are missing a role in your life mm -hmm. you will do your best to sort like fill it you know become that role to like overcompensate so that you can get what you need yeah there you go overcompensate yeah, yeah yeah no i've noticed that too so i'm just like this is like an interesting like phenomenon and it's like more so like with social media you can like keep tabs on it and i'm like that's so interesting because like i don't know mm -hmm. it, it's just like a whole it's a whole other spectrum that i don't think i'm qualified to speak on but i can definitely speculate out of like curiosity and like yeah. trying to figure things out right but yeah i don't know you, i wanted to get towards this as well do you think for females that like attention is currency i want to know what your thoughts are on that or not currency meaning like it satisfies yeah or? like it satisfies like and and obviously it's subjective right like for you it wouldn't really mm -hmm. mean much but for someone who's like never had like someone like a father figure they're like obviously like like for example like posting thirst traps so there's like there's obviously different girls right so it's a very subjective mm -hmm. but a broad generalized statement as well yeah um I guess, let me see. I mean, I, once again, okay, I grew up in a healthy family, but mm -hmm. I definitely do have daddy issues. You and do? for me. How? I do. Yeah, definitely. My, because what? my father, once again, even though he did change, he's, his reservedness, his like inability to show emotion and ability yeah. to show that he cares really affected me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, the, the plus five for me is that I didn't search it for other people. Yeah. Is that other people's attentions never mattered to me. Like, because my dad didn't tell me something like, um, if my dad didn't say I look beautiful, it doesn't matter what other people say. If mm -hmm. a million guys can tell me I look gorgeous and it would not matter to mm -hmm. me because my father didn't tell me. Um, so I think it varies from person to person, but I do notice mainly with younger girls like i'll see that my tiktok for example there's this girl who's like 16 years old and i could have sworn she was like 25 but the way she poses and the things she posts like almost basically nude mm -hmm. it's like why are you doing this you are 16 years old what are you missing what are you lacking yeah like, i don't think what kind of attention do you want at that age like that's like, what's the stem from that? You know, does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. I'm a bad explainer. <laughs> no, no, you're completely but, fine. Like I said, this is, I mean, my freaking podcast isn't like fucking anything crazy. Like, it's just more like just talking mm -hmm. like wherever the fuck it goes. Right? Like, I, I don't have like a stick on my yeah. ass. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I completely like, agree with you. It's just like 
that's that's the reason why I think like some people make like big leaps as like certain things, but I'm like very cautious before like I even go there, right? Because like you know, there's so many people that are just so fucking closed mind. They're like, this is why this and that, and I'm like, well, yeah. maybe, but like you don't know for a fact either. Like you're making like such a fat statement, you know? It's very fluid. I will say that. Like you can't. It's not rigid. The reason why people do things yeah. in behavior. I mean, like for example. On my latest TikTok of like best fitted crossing guard, it's a joke. You know, I I don't mean it. You should, but you should run with that. By the way, it's so I know this one guy was like very nice, but why? And I was gonna, I want to explain it. Like people don't understand, and people aren't gonna like this answer. Is that I do it for me? I -hmm. dress up for me, and I dress up for a lot of people. And for some, the case it might be to get attention from others, but Uh for me, it's not. but other people are like, you're just doing this for clout. You're just doing this for attention. And it's like, no, I'm doing this regardless if I'm posting it or not. Like, mm-hmm. I've been doing this before I even posted it. Yeah. Um, but for some people, they will intentionally do things for social media. And I think the deeper root of that is that they long for something that they can't have or that they're not getting. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the acceptance, the attention, the praise. Or whatever it is. Yeah, everything is a case by case thing. Um, obviously, you can generalize some things, but then there are always going to be like the outliers, right? Like for the for example, like everyone, almost everyone that I try to get on here, like they're an outlier, like in one way or another. Um, they're not like the common person. Because if I just had like the common person on, what good would that make for a podcast, right? What good would I get mm-hmm. having somebody who is like the CIA did this and like, I'm like, what's your proof? They're like, I have none. I'm like, bitch, where the fuck are we going? We're not making any progress, you know? So I want someone that I can actually bounce back and forth. Right. And it's like, I just, something about like the basic things is already like, it's just been like taken. Like it's just, it's everywhere. And I don't like that to me. Plus it's just superficial, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's like, why be the same when you don't have to like, yeah, no, everyone likes to fit in what like that like bothers me that's why like i for the most part um i'd say i'm very similar to like the introverted person that you are like for me like i will put myself out there but i'll do it by myself if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like i just Mm -hmm. i'm I'm not someone in the trouble like to go like in a posse like what is it it's p-o-s-s-e i forget how to say it posse is that right like in a group Mm -hmm. is what i mean so, yeah. pe- so people will do that or like they, they, they're like, oh, come with me to Target. And I'm like, why can't you guys do things by yourself, bro? Yeah. No, it's true. It, I feel like, how do I explain it? There's, I'm trying to look for, I had a friend who mm-hmm. posted about originality. Okay. And how nothing around us is original, no matter how much we try, because we all do take from something. It's all passed down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's true. Nothing we do really is original. It's all from inspiration, mm-hmm. and then we mix it with us, mm-hmm. right? And then it becomes kind of original, but it's not really there. I can't I, uh, find it, though. I think I said something like that but... in the last podcast or the second to last mm-hmm. one. Very similar to that. I, um, I think I got it from some guy named Jordan Peterson, but it was something mm-hmm. along the lines of, like, yeah, we're just um, – we're just wisdom from older generations pass on to us. It's nothing's really new, essentially. Maybe, like, certain technology and certain pieces might be, but, like, the wisdom that's been passed on, I mean, a lot of it's already in the Bible and it's been around for how many years? Like, that's that's a perfect yeah. example, right? Like, it's just something that's, like, we're learning ourselves firsthand and experiences and all. Um, yeah. But I saw in, like, one of your most recent posts as well that it was, like, 
that you don't you don't gatekeep God. Do you want to like elaborate mm-hmm. on that? Because I'm very curious and I want to talk to you about that, especially I didn't know that you were the daughter of a pastor. Now I'm like genuinely curious about that. Oh, well, yeah. Every time I post God, I lose followers every single time. Do and, you? Like, if it's a verse, if it's <laughs> I mean, anything that relates to yeah. God. And that's okay because I personally, if I don't like something, I'm not going to follow it. Why? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I think it's just funny. Like when my, when am I like, TikToks got a lot of views. A lot of people followed me, but then when they saw that I'm like posting God and stuff, they'll unfollow, unfollow, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) But but that show that gives credit to you because you that uh, that means you don't stop that from like. You, you don't let no. other people's opinions stop you from your route. That's 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 very crucial. Yeah. And a lot of people will just stop completely. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, one thing is that, for example, in the modeling industry, it's really, I think, a lot of people tell me it's hard to be a Christian because of the vanity of the pride okay. or the arrogance, you know, stuff like that, the characters that come with it. And some people have asked me, like, oh, how do you think modeling and Christianity go hand in hand? And I'm like, God didn't tell me to become, like, nowhere in the Bible does it say to quit your job or quit your passions so that, because it's not godly, so to speak, yeah. right? It's how you are in that industry. And to me, like, in the modeling industry, I wish I could be a light for young girls. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to preach Christianity and make you convert, but I want you to see that as a Christian, I can still do this job because my confidence isn't stemming from myself. It's stemming from my creator. And I'm just being used as a vessel to bring someone's design to life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but in your sense of, like, I don't get keep God. Let me close my door. Oh, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I'm in a meeting, okay? <laughs> okay. Um, it's that, like, I want everyone to know how my life has changed. And whether they believe it or not, it's, for me, it feels like it's my job to tell the story of how I've changed and who I believe in. Because, I mean, we talk about the things that we care about, right? Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that's kind of it. How, <laughs> no, it makes sense. Don't worry. Let me ask you this. How has God changed your life, personally? Oh, yeah. I will tell you, like... I, okay, so I was raised up, once again, in a Christian household, and I didn't really believe in God. I was kind of atheistic for a while. I was just kind of like, no, there's not really no one out there. And then um, I've always been in love with the sky, like sunsets, um, stars, moon, like everything about the sky, I just love. Mm-hmm. And like, I would say I've had body dysmorphia since I was eight years old. I struggled with like anticipatory anxiety so since I was like able to comprehend death mm-hmm. I always feared death of like my loved ones in my family like every day I would wake up is this the day that my dad will die or my mom will die I think about that all or yeah. yeah and that was like every single day every single day I would hate myself wake up hating myself and then wake up thinking like who's gonna die today <laughs> you know yeah and I will say, like, when I truly gave my life to God was when I was about 18 or 17 years old. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember the, like, time, but um, I just remember going to, like, a Christian event. And I was like, no, I really need God in my life because I can't do this on my own. I cannot change on my own. If I look to myself for answers, it's never going to happen. Yeah. And so I will tell you that 
my body dysmorphia was basically like not existent. I was like ninety eight percent gone. Yeah. Um, my fears and my anxieties about the world and about life and about death are almost gone as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everything about me is internally changed. So for some people, it's externally like they were hooked on drugs, they were hooked on alcoholism or sex, like whatever it is. Everything for me that changed was internal in my mind. Um, that's interesting because yeah. I've had a lot of people that have told me in particular that's like not just one or two like I've heard there's a quite a bit of like it's more of like the storm gets calm than the anxiety gets relieved which is like very interesting to me like when people usually find God you know yeah but and and life isn't easy you know like people say like oh when you become a Christian your life is gonna be easy no like if anything harder because you have to constantly surrender mm-hmm those thoughts, those actions, those behaviors, and change yourself every single day. Mm-hmm. Would you say, like, you found, like, more peace than, like, finding Christianity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, this is going to be a very cheesy question, but I had it written down, mm-hmm. so I'm going to ask it either way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Is there, like, a certain Bible verse that, that's your favorite or anything like that, or any passage or anything like that? Um, I have, There's so many. I think the chapter that I love the most – well, okay – I don't have a favorite anything. I can't make a decision. No, you have a lot of verses, so, so I, that's why I, that's why I asked you that I more do. than anything. Um, Which I really like. I was like, because there's always like I was telling you, there's always a sh- like a lot of wisdom in there. Mm-hmm. Like there's one. It's called Psalms 139. Uh-huh. That's the chapter. And let me go. Okay, I'll start it. Just I'll read the first few verses. Okay. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down are, are acquainted with all my ways. And in just those three verses, David's talking about how God knows everything about us. Mm-hmm. There is nothing about us that he doesn't know. And there's nothing that we can do that is out of his control. And that gives me a lot of peace that what is a surprise to me is not a surprise to God. Mm-hmm. And whatever came to me had to go through the hands of God first. And God was like, you know what? Yeah, she can handle that. She can go through it. And that always gives me peace that I'll win the battle. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lose. I just have to keep going. I have to fight. Mm -hmm. And I have to endure. I like that. Um, I have something kind of leading on towards from that, actually. It's like (laughs) how God knows all intentions, right? It's more so like for me in particular, it's like, what if people are doing good intentions, but they're doing the wrong thing, but they're following it because they think it's the right thing? What What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Because that's that's a very touchy subject, right? Or not not touchy, just yeah. it. It's like you're it's you're shooting. Yeah, it's complex because you're shooting from two different uh, perspectives completely, but they both think they're doing like the the same thing. Such as like let's say like let's give like the most basic example like two countries going for war they're both fighting for their their god they're they're both fighting for their families but obviously some or both are in the wrong right or like nazis and like you know things with like that that nature Mm -hmm. um i think intentions matter a lot yeah but at the same time it doesn't matter because your actions will prove a better bigger effect so like a lot of times when we mistakenly hurt people with our words and we're like, I didn't intend to say that. I didn't mean to say yeah. that. It's like, well, you did. Yeah. And now I'm hurt. So it's like our intentions in that way kind of mean nothing. Yeah. Because how we executed what we felt or what we intended was very poor. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about making conscious decisions 
and knowing like for me one thing that I have to work on is thinking before I speak because I know that sometimes what I say can come off very wrong Mm -hmm. and um I've learned to just like okay if I don't mean to hurt this person instead of like just spewing out a bunch of words stay Mm -hmm. silent take the time to like refocus and like put together your words before you say it because they can come off really wrong and then intentions mean nothing I probably need to focus on that more myself if I'm being honest like with a Mm -hmm. yeah like sometimes I'll just like I don't know I'll probably just be like like abrasive or just like shut down people sometimes and I'm like like I've been thinking it but it's like it doesn't really matter until I make it to fruition because I've acknowledged it at this point Uh, and it's something Mm -hmm. I've only acknowledged recently so it's like more so like once things actually come into play then then have to take it into consideration but yeah i've i've used to do that and i've only just realized that yeah. and i'm just like i feel like there's truth in what i say but it's like but i also say like in a very dickish way you know and like that's something i gotta yes. work on yeah because that that's exactly what i'm like well i'm saying the truth i'm being honest and it's like yeah. well you can say the truth and honesty in a loving way yeah but i chose to be hurtful because it's like oh it's gonna hit you a little more harder it's gonna hit you a little deeper mm-hmm or like whatever it is, but yeah. Do you? It takes time and effort. <laughs> do you? Do you think pain is good for people? Yes. Why is that? It's the only way you can grow. I think if so. If everything. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no go. No, you're the guest. <laughs> no, you go. I want to hear. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. I was just. I guess I was just saying. It's like. Do, yeah. Do you think pain is good? And I, I was like. I was thinking. I was like maybe I've been like doing it like on purpose because like the people that I've like been talking to, they haven't really experienced much pain. And it's like, sometimes I see it as like, this might be very assholeish and make me like the villain. Right. But it's like me that, that, that pressure of me being like an asshole might be like, it it might either, I want to see whether they will cave or they will actually grow through that. And like, I know that's the weird spot to be in, but like, that is also the truth. I'm like, are you going to cave or are you going to like actually do what you need to do? Like, I'm trying to get you set straight. Like I'm trying to help people. Right. But it's like, I also don't want to like fucking babysit kindergartners, if that makes sense. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's something that I learned in my last relationship, knowing that I'm not a lecturer. So even when I told, we'll say my, my significant other, ex-significant other, hey, you should have done this. And then like they find out like, oh, maybe I should have. Instead of saying, I told you so, I was right. What I need to do is just listen because they already learned the lesson themselves. Yeah. And I think I I didn't understand that until after we broke up. And I was like, man, I was really harsh sometimes and mm-hmm. um, not understanding or like, what's the word? I feel like people will learn best when it comes from them. Because, for example, my ex told me that every time I told him stuff, even if I was right, he didn't want to hear it. Because the way I said it, he was like, you were just being mean about it. And he's like, why am I going to listen to someone who's being mean? So I was like, all right, you know, like, so I feel like sometimes we want to take on that role of being like, well, I'm the only one who's going to give it to you real and hard and you're going to have to learn. But eventually, I think people will learn themselves and on their own yeah i just the big thing that scares me is like the people that like i tell this to like i i just feel weird saying it i shouldn't but like i love them right like they're like even if they're guys or whatever like i love them like they're family yeah. to me they're like my yeah. my selected family and it's like it, it's it's just tough because it's like 
how do I say it? I don't even know how to say it. It's just like, for the people listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I guess fast forward 15 seconds or whatever, but I don't know. I, I guess I should because, like, I know that's also, like, I'm risking pushing them away, you know, like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, exactly. so, like, that's that. I'm taking a risk by telling them the truth, but I'm also, like, mm-hmm. if I don't tell them the truth, will they ever learn it? Because I've noticed yeah. talking to hundreds of people like throughout my life like from like i don't just stick to like what's one that's one thing that i've always been like in high school middle school i've never like stuck mm-hmm. into like one side of people like i've always wanted to talk to different people i've never talked to i've always wanted to talk to scientists yeah. to doctors like anybody and everybody right like from doesn't yeah. matter the age it doesn't matter the ethnicity like pe- people from like my age to like 60 70 and like anyone i think i'm an old man at heart by the way <laughs> but <laughs> but it's like a lot of people don't learn those lessons and if they do they never apply them. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. They will know it, but they will never do it. And that's what scares me exactly. for the people that I love. I'm just like, fuck, like, I don't want to let you guys go. That's like my biggest thing right now, you know? But I think, and then recognizing that, like, that quote of, like, you can take the horse to the water, but you can't make them drink it. That's a good Like, quote. you can give everyone they need, like, all the resources, all the opportunities, all the lessons they need, mm-hmm. and you still can't force them to learn. And that's why it's like, it's, it has to come from them because if it doesn't, we can't force them. And if we do, we will push them away. Yeah. No, that's true. That's yeah. a, actually a very good quote. Um, yeah, because they've told me to be nicer about it. <laughs> You're, uh, it's like tickling my eyelash. <laughs> I mean, my eyebrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what was I going to say? Um, yeah, no, I could be nicer, but then I'm like, at the same time, like, it's, it's always like a game of like, I think I'm, it's cause like I'm an overthinker, right? So I, like, I just, I always like think certain things, but it's also like, mm-hmm. if I'm too nice to you, will you even take it into consideration? So it's like a, it's this game. It's like, which route should I fucking take? So I'm just like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it's a catch 22, you see. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Actually. Um, you sparked <laughs> on your relationship for like a quick second. Um, do you think, do you think being in a relationship slowed you down? No. Um, well, I would say that, I mean, I have been with this person since I was like 15. Mm-hmm. So we were, you know, I'm 21 yeah. now. So that's a long time. That's insane. Um, but I don't we even think married. my parents were together that long. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just no, playing. I mean, we were very supportive of each other's goals. Yeah. Um, and I think that's eventually what drove us apart is that we have different goals that we both really want to achieve and we just can't achieve them together. Mm. Like he wants to move to Japan. And oh. I was like, I can never give that to you. Um, and he, at first he was just kind of like, it's okay, I'll sacrifice that. But me, I was like, no, that's a dream you have. You need to go get it, and you shouldn't just lose it for someone yeah. who doesn't want to go, right? So I think, in contrary, it didn't slow us down, but it made us realize that we're growing, and we're growing apart. Yeah. Um, and that was something that was hard, but mm. it's needed. So when did you find out that he wanted to move to Japan and then ever since you found out that moment did you know it was more so like like a ticking like like a time down kind of thing mm-hmm. well we were friends first so I met him on the first day of school he was from another town uh-huh. and I'm, I'm, I'm I always remember his first words to me like he was very 
If you hear the ice cream man, I'm I sorry. do. <laughs> That's actually funny. No, I don't care. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, I live in a small town, so we still have those little ice cream men. Dude, uh, I used um, to live in Norwalk. They would pass by all the time. If you yeah. know where Norwalk's at. I don't know if you do. No. Okay, no worries. I don't. Um, but, yeah, like, so, we were friends, so I knew everything about him, mm-hmm. and he knew everything about me, and then we, like, got together, but I've known since the beginning, and that was, like, Okay, I guess we'll just ride it out until it happens, until we get to the moment where it's like, okay, we have to say bye now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Was it the supernova thing? It wasn't him. Oh, no, okay. it was someone else. Okay. Yeah, he was very sweet. He liked me, but I never liked him back. But I was like, I'll never forget that compliment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was him or not. I was like, I don't know. No. I was just wondering that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a that's a hot minute though. Like, so did it just like end like at, like maturely or like how did everything like end up going the way? Yeah. And I'm still like for the people that are listening as well, she is so fascinating. The way she like fucking announced it. What meme did you post like a month later? <laughs> you say you're bored. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? She's like a low key comedian, bro. I was like, I don't know if she's serious or not, dude. I I posted um like it was a, a Photoshop of Walter White holding <laughs> up like a camera. And the like YouTube head, uh, what is it? The not the what is that called? The title of the video? Yeah, yeah. So we broke up. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was like, bro. it was with the Breaking Bad theme song, and that was the way I announced my breakup. I think I think it was like the theme song that killed me. I think that's like yeah. who gave it like the heart effect. I was like, bruh. It was so funny, though. Like, actually, like, one of the funniest things I've done. <laughs> yeah. No, you have a lot but of beggar I, memes, Loki, on your fucking profile. I love memeing. I do. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, but, like, <laughs> how did, like, things, like, make it turn? Like, was it maturely? Like, did it end on a bad note? Like, things of, like, that nature. Um, no, it didn't end on a bad note. It ended really well, actually. It yeah. just, like, I don't know if you've seen that TikTok that went around. It was very viral, but I guess maybe not, but... It was this couple, they were crying, and they were breaking up after five years as well. And they were like, if we're doing the right thing, why does it hurt so much? And they were crying. Mm -hmm. You know, they filmed themselves crying and, like, doing their emotions. Um, And it was just like, that's how it felt. It was like, if we're doing the right thing, why does it hurt so much? But it's because I'm losing someone who was a part of my life for so long. And, like, now it's hard to go from being best friends, you know, to lovers and then to nothing. And it's not because we can't be friends, but it's like, I don't think I'm in a position to watch him love someone else. If he ends up finding someone else, I don't think I could stay in his life and and just watch him do that until I'm fully healed. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's we went like no contact and stuff. And sometimes we'll talk here and there in case like we need something like, oh, like he just got a dog for my brother. So oh, he was he? like, hey, how does the dog do this or like blah 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 and i'm like okay let me tell my brother or whatever mm-hmm. um but it ended maturely and i have so much love for him my first love you know but it i'm hoping and i'm kind of like <laughs> that we are using this time to like grow and yeah. then we'll go back to and get married you know yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll find each other again but if not i know that's not god's will mm-hmm. and that's okay that makes sense um do you this is uh this is like a throwback to like when i was younger like i had like a certain like time frame that i wanted to get married and i'm like oh 
that's mm-hmm. not gonna hit no more. <laughs> but like now yeah. at yeah. your present age, do you have like a certain like time frame where you would like to get married, or are you just gonna go with the flow? Because like obviously it's it's a hard tell. Um, yeah, I kind of go with the flow because, I mean, I never wanted to get married in the first place. That was one of our issues, too. What? She wanted to get married and I didn't. Uh-huh. I was like, mm, I don't believe in marriage. Sorry, I don't believe in, like, committing to someone for a lifelong time. Yeah. Um, but as I grew and as I matured, I realized that it's okay to love someone. Uh-huh. Unconditionally, it's okay to, you know, mm-hmm. um, and therapy and stuff and all the healing but prior to that, I didn't want to get married to anyone. Uh-huh. I thought I could live a life of singleness and I'll be happy. <laughs> but I think now that I've lost him, a promiscuous you know, kind of... life. <laughs> just kidding. No, no promiscuous. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Um, but um, so now I guess it's just going with the flow and like, if I find someone who does really make me happy, yeah. I'm not gonna be afraid to love them like I was with him. Got it, got it. So that was like your stepping stone to like get towards that bridge to understanding like where you should be long term, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Huh. So you're. I mean, go ahead. So you're not um, um. So you're not scared to take that leap anymore as to before, right? Why Why were you like yeah. that before? I'm really curious about that. I know. I've always just like hated men like like, you guys are all cheaters you're all this you're all that yeah um and i mean like my like my brother for example like i feel just like every every man i know has cheated i don't there's not a man in my life that i'm like oh you haven't cheated well good job so it's just like i want that done to me yeah and then i was scared of like divorce like divorce is very scary to me so i was like how could I give my life to someone and they're like, okay, sign these papers. I love someone else now, or I just don't love you anymore. And I'm yeah. like, mm. um, but once again, that was always that anticipatory anxiety that I had growing up. But I was just like, I don't believe true love exists. I don't believe people can really love each other for a long time and be faithful or whatever it is. Yeah. That's interesting. But that's, yeah. There's a, there's a comedian that says, um, if you had a 70% chance of dying when you skydive would you do it so then why would you get married i'm like mm-hmm. it's true 50 percent of marriages end in divorce it's higher now it's like at least 60 yeah. like literally I, yeah. I think 70 was an over exaggerating but it's at least 60 now and and then that was another thing is that if i am gonna get married what if this is the wrong person and then yeah. i end up in divorce like i'd rather never go through that and just be single you know yeah, yeah. feel the hurt no, I get that. I'm extremely selective with like just anything like that anymore. I'm just like, no, nah, it's e girls are cheaters too, dude. So Oh yeah, no, they are, they are. Yeah. They are. So it's just like <laughs> I know. So I, <laughs> So it's like I'm extremely hesitant. Um like just in general. So I'm like I'm like avoiding it like at all costs. Not all costs, but like yeah. I'll, I'll I'll when that bridge comes, like I'll let it, but it's like it's not something I'll I'll walk over lightly if that makes sense but mm-hmm. uh, there was something i had to tell my tongue um oh i wanted to ask you this too in regards to like for a potential marriage what are some things that you would look for that are more like not a lot let's not even consider red flags like green flags i would like m- potentially make you move forward with yeah um as a christian i am commanded to like date other christians and like marry another christian mm-hmm. just because the way the bible talks about it's like being unequally yoked like if we're on different foundations mm-hmm. it's not gonna work so i need someone who is a christian first yeah. of all 
a strong man of God. Um, I love someone who's funny. Like, I think that goes a long way when you're funny. Yeah. Um, someone who's courageous, like willing to make hard decisions. Because mm-hmm. when you think about having a family, um, a lot of times, you know, you, for, for example, me, I'm very indecisive. So I need someone who can make a decision for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, I understand there's these two options. Both of them are good. I just don't know which one to do. So my husband used to be like, okay, we're going to do that one. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, and I think also someone who's okay with not having kids because I want no children. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we just have to have the same foundations, the same morals, uh-huh. the same desires um, fundamentally. Of course, we can like different things, different interests, have different hobbies, but yeah. like our core values and the way we view life, I think needs to really be the same. No, I 100% agree because there's a lot of people that are like getting into like relationships and like let's say like someone's like a hard leftist and a hard rightist and they like get in a relationship and they like inevitably like break up or like things of that nature like someone yeah. believes in god and someone doesn't like someone works out yeah. and like things of like that nature there are like certain core values that like you do need so i completely agree with you uh and it's amazing to me how many people like ignore those for the sake of being for in a relationship love. yeah yeah that's amazing it's to true me. It's because they think they search for those temporary highs. So, like, it's going to feel good right now, but it's like, well, later when you guys are disagreeing on a lot of things, it's not going to feel good. Yeah, yeah. Huh, okay. That's 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 really interesting. Uh, what What's, like, the best thing you learned about yourself in that relationship? The last one that you had. Oh, man. It was, I will say, like, the way my ex loved me is, like, there's this thing as the way Christ, like the way Jesus loves mm-hmm. and it's unforgiving. Like he is forgiving no matter what mm-hmm. he is merciful and he loves you unconditionally. And I learned that I'm worth being loved that way because before I didn't feel like I deserved it. Every time I made a mistake, my ex would just forgive me like this. And I'd be like, why, why are you doing that? I would never forgive you. Like, why are you forgiving me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he loved me in such a way that was so beautiful and I didn't think I deserved it, but now that I've grown and healed, it's like at any stage of my life, I do deserve love. And I want to give that love back. And I don't want to be so cold and so bitter and so heartless the way I was. Um, and I want to be a new person. And so that's what I learned is that how mean I was. And looking back of it, I was like, I'm very ashamed of my actions and how mean I was sometimes to him. Mm-hmm. And um, he didn't deserve that. And I didn't deserve the love, right, so to speak. But he taught me that you love people even in their worst times. When it's not convenient for you, you still do that. And so, yeah. Do you think that love is unconditional on both sides? Like guy to girl and girl to guy? Um, yes, but I think we love each other differently for sure. How so? I think um, we'll say like we all have different love languages. 100%. Right? So yeah. mine is gift-giving. <laughs> and acts of service and quality time. And um, my exes were um, words of affirmation and I'm terrible with words, like very bad. But he could send me, you know, those paragraphs of like how much he loves me and compare me to a beautiful day or like whatever. And I could never do that for him. But it didn't mean I didn't love him. Yeah, he just showed it differently. Because I showed my love by like buying gifts or like Mm. he'd go on air time with me or right. Um, So I think we do can love unconditionally it's just a different ways. i feel that okay i was just wondering like what your thoughts are on that 
Um, I want to go back to touch on like the the modeling career. How has your mm-hmm. family been like pretty supportive with that like along the journey? Um, well, when I was younger, I wanted to model, and my parents were like, "We're not driving to LA, sorry." Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Okay, fine." Yeah. Now that I'm older, I could do it. Um, and they are supportive of it in the sense of like, "Okay, follow your dreams," but they don't think nothing's gonna come of it because mm-hmm. it's very rare that someone can become like Kendall Jenner, Bella Hadid status. Most models, we don't know their names, right? <laughs> like, it's just oh, they model. Um. And I don't want to become a household name like them, but I do want to have enough influence so that I can use what my gifts mm-hmm. and what I want to do for the greater good. Um, but they don't think it's going to go that far. No, I think I think if you if you will it, if you think that it will, uh, and you move mm-hmm. accordingly, I think you can definitely do it. It, it just more depends, like uh, pretty much what I was telling you, is just putting yourself out there and like the execution of it. Um, and I wanted to also go back on this as well. You were like touching on like how like faith uh, and Christianity doesn't mix well with the modeling. I have like this thing that I say, I say, I guess I repeat a bunch of things, but I always want to hear like different perspectives. So I, I always say that like social media doesn't change you. It just exposes you. Do you think going down mm-hmm. like that route, if you were to go like instead of the light, like to the darkness, do you think that would just be a reflection of who you are internally that never got the opportunity to show out yeah for sure i think if i succumb to the lifestyles of like lust and party and just like um attention seeking Mm -hmm. it'd be like okay there's a hole in my heart that is now finally being shown and it was covered the entire time um but because I feel that I'm so strong in my faith and my depend and my strength doesn't come from me. It comes from God. That's how I know, like, I'm not depending on myself to do good. I'm depending on God to do good. Um, and that's why I feel like I, I can be in that industry and not fall to those traps. Mm-hmm. So can other people and they just have to like muster up the courage to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a hard bridge for a lot of people to cross. Cause, uh, uh kind of going back to what we were touching on earlier, like, how people are like like on a general scale a good population of people are lost uh i think people just like give up their morals and their values quite easily and it's like i i don't know something about that is just like that's the reason why i've always like i i don't really like i usually stay in my lane because of that right because so so many people will backstab you it's like if we're playing the odds game, if like it's 70 to 80% people will backstab you and 20%, I, why would yeah. I put myself out there in regards to like networking and stuff like that, right? Like I've always been big on like a lot of my friends are like, oh, like, oh, networking's so good, this and that. You can have so many benefits of networking. And I'm like, there's truth to that as well. But I'm like, but I also mm-hmm. don't want to be dependent of others. I'd rather be the network myself, you know, if that makes sense. I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather build my own door than cross someone else's door, you know? Yeah. And I think that's also like a defense mechanism from something that you've experienced, like whether it's your childhood or just growing up. Hundred percent. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want no one to give me a heads up, or like, I don't want no one to be the reason I get something because then they're gonna use it against me. Like, like this sense of like, oh, I got you that modeling gig, so, and it's like, yeah, yeah. no, I want to do it so that no one can hold anything against me, yeah. but. It's realizing that not everyone is out to get you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can be, um, but we know we can tell someone's intention. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've really had like um, 
like someone's ever used anything over me. Thank God. Uh, for mm-hmm. me, it's like, I think it's like I like to like learn from like other people, and it's like, I'll, again, a lot. Of, I've just seen that a lot of people like rely on others too much, and I'm like, yeah. that that's a handicap. But like in regards to like getting to wherever you want in life, and I'm just like, so like that. I think like me being scared of other people's reflections, or like the lie that they've walked through, is like I'm not gonna like I'm just gonna like go straight forward. I'm like I don't care if to walk through a fucking wall, <laughs> not like you know, mm-hmm. like things mm-hmm. of like that nature, but like. I don't know. I like to like self-reflect quite a bit and I know I won't get a hundred percent like everything of my own self, but I can try my best. And I definitely think I have like a better, a better hand on myself than the majority of people. Cause like I said, so many people are lost. I like, I have a lot of friends that like can't even be by themselves. I'm like, I love being myself, dude. I, I love just fucking, you know, like I love it personally. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's really about being self-aware and like once you know the problem, doing something about it to fix it. Mm-hmm. So that you are comfortable with who you are. You're okay with being alone. You're okay with your own presence. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people aren't. They're like, I need filler. I need something. I need something. Literally. They need anime fillers yeah. in their life. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> how, how, <laughs> how often do you do self-reflecting yourself? Um, I will say... probably. I wouldn't say like every day. But it mm-hmm. happens at least three times a week. Where I'm just kind of like why would I say that? Mm-hmm. Or like, if I, if I do something that I'm like, okay, I'm not really sure why I'm doing it. I want to understand why do you want this? Why do you do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of make a list of like pros and cons and then figure out the deep rooted issue of like, what is it that you think you want from this? What do you think this can give you? Yeah. Um, like that. Yeah. So there was like, I, I was doing some self reflecting, like, a few days ago and like i've always known i've had this trigger but i never like self-reflected on it um Mm -hmm. it was so funny just like typing it out on google because it was like so stupid but like i was like fuck i can't figure it out on myself let me just rely on the wisdom of others right uh and then like i just typed in i was like why do words of affirmation piss me off Mm-hmm. and i don't know i just thought that was funny because like whenever people are like you got this like i get triggered i'm like i don't want like yeah. i just feels like pity almost um yeah. i yeah. i forget the reason i'd have to like research it but like i was like oh like mm-hmm. I, I had like, there's like quite a bit of answers like that one makes the most sense but it's just, like certain yeah. little things is like for this is more so like for the people that are listening right it's like if you notice like something bothers you once you're like i have this this quote on my thing right it's like whenever like something irritates you that means there's something insecure with you or something that you need to like dig down deep right there's something there to you um you should like check that that should be like an indicator to like look for something um but yeah yeah, it's just so interesting i just have like i don't really have many triggers but for whatever reason that's like one of them i just support is tough for me dude i I think maybe because i've never had support i don't i don't know exactly and that's it is that it's foreign to you so it's like why are you telling me this like what do you want from me yeah you are you telling me good things because you want to use me or like it there's probably there's something in there you just have to figure it out and once you do it's like light bulb moment yeah and you do your best to change it you know usually when i have like moments like that and then i realize it i can process it and then i can let it go which is like pretty interesting mm-hmm. and like relieving yeah. like on me internally as like, a good person you know yeah but yeah. yeah no it's just certain little things um i urge you guys to like do recommendations or not recommendations to, to look up whenever something like that happens any triggers because the the triggers are there for a reason they're warning indicators to look within yourself 
Um, but I, I know I've had you for quite a bit of time and you have to go soon. Um, so one of the things that I want to ask you real quick before I let you go is going to be, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, man. I asked this of everyone. They always have to think about it. So take That's your time. Okay. I guess I mean coming from a Christian standpoint there's a lot of good advice but we'll say from my second grade teacher um, her name is Miss. no I guess I shouldn't say it but she was a great (laughs) teacher Um, and I don't know she's just always like I've always been drawn to her in the sense of like there's something about her that's different. Yeah. And um, when I came back from school because of COVID, I was working as a custodian. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what are you doing here? Because I was in her classroom. I didn't even know it was her classroom. And she was <laughs> like, why are you still in Mendota? And I was like, um, because, you know, COVID. And like, you know, she goes, you need to get out. You need to like do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And she is the reason I really started pursuing modeling because she was like, you're gonna regret. She goes, how does she say it? Because she wanted to be a fashion designer, okay? Okay. And she was. She grew up poor, so she couldn't do it. And um, she got into like the best fashion school at the time, but she didn't have the money for it, so she went, came back home, and became a teacher. Mm-hmm. And she goes in every day, and I think she's in her fifties. I think about how my life would have been so much different if I just took the plunge. If I just did it yeah. and not worry about any of the consequences because we were going to deal with them anyways. So basically how she told me was like, go take your pictures, go submit the agencies and go. She goes, you have nothing to lose. And I realized that I was like, what am I really going to lose mm-hmm. in doing anything? And so even if it's talking to a stranger or like complimenting someone, I'm like, and I'm like, wait, what if they reject me? It's like, okay, what if? And if they do it too bad, you have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. And I think she kind of just instilled that idea of like any risk you take is better than like better than staying still and doing nothing. Because you'll never know. And then you'll look back at it like, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? When I could have had the time, I should have done it or whatever, whatever. That's a great piece of advice because <laughs> I've noticed that that's a recurring theme with a lot of older people. Like when I was in middle school, I Mm -hmm. would volunteer like at a retirement home um, and they would always tell me things similar of that nature. They would be like, yeah, that that was like my biggest regret is like not doing this or not doing that or not living up to my potential. Like now it's like it's too late Mm -hmm. and uh, it's just things like that, like hurt me internally like quite a bit. And I'm like, damn, I don't want to like live a life of regret like that. That would probably be like the most painful thing for me. You know, I'd rather I don't know. I'd rather live a life worth pursuing than not pursue it at all you know yeah like you'll deal with the consequences if for example okay now this is like you said we're taking a lot of time but i opened up my body sculpting business last year it was a non-invasive body sculpting business and because no one was hiring me i applied to like 30 jobs at the time Mm -hmm. still didn't get a job i was like you know what fine i have fifteen thousand dollars in my bank account i'm gonna start a business that's pretty good. You, That's pretty I good. Did. Yeah. You're, yeah. You were 20 back then? What the fuck? Okay. It was my savings. A bunch of savings, okay? She um, prom? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I know people with like $500 in their account, dude. <laughs> no. 
Um, so I put everything I had into that business and it failed. I'll, I'll say it failed because yesterday I signed, I gave my keys away, took everything out of my office. Uh-huh. Out of all, we'll say like 11 months being open, I only got like eight clients. Mm-hmm. And my rent was $800 a month. And so all my money went to rent on a credit card mm. and I got nothing out of it. Like my return, I think was only $3,000 from clients. And, but I'm happy I did it. I lost a lot of money, mm-hmm. but money comes and goes. Money like I can just go get more. Um, but I think if I look back at it, like if I was like, well, what if it took off? What if, whenever, what if, what if, what if, what if? Mm-hmm. I'd rather never say what if and just deal with the consequences. I really, really admire that because a lot of people won't even take that jump. I have a lot of friends that like they're they're like in a trading, but they they never trade. Like they'll learn, and but they're just too scared to like to jump the gun. I'm like, what are you doing? Like yeah. take action. Like you've been studying this for three, four years, dude. Like or yeah. people that have ideas and like that never save up for a business because they they're too lazy because they like rather like enjoy the weekend mm-hmm. and watch a UFC fight or things of that nature, you know. So I give you like mad props, and then there's this saying that like I I really strongly believe it's like. Well, number one, you gain experience from that. That's number one. Yeah. And you, you see, like, where you messed up and how you can improve on that as long as you have, like, the self-awareness and the reflection. Uh, and number two, in order to be to be rid of risk, you have to take a risk. There's no other way around it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I give you mad props on that. And I know, I, I know you will be successful. Like I said, it's just the only thing that stops you and anybody in particular is – again the self-reflection and the consistency and if you can have those two things eventually something will take off and that you only need one thing to work for you to have like pretty much your whole life locked in so i think that's Mm -hmm. beautiful and i think i think you can do it i think we can all do it so um i have mad props and respect for you would you ever move to la or anything like that or no i know i asked you this but i want to have it like here out yeah no um i don't think i moved to la i like where i go to school is called santa clarita Uh uh-huh um, I like that area because it's very quiet. You know, it's not in the city because I just hate traffic. Like, mm-hmm. I would go to church in LA and it would take me two hours to get back home. And I was like, I cannot deal yeah. with this. Um, so I wouldn't live there, but I'd like to live near it so mm-hmm. I can be around everything. Yeah. I'm just not. <laughs> no, I'm on the same boat. Um, I don't live technically in LA. I live like 35 minutes out, but I'm in LA County. Yeah. But like, I love it because mm-hmm. it's so peaceful and quiet. It's just like I'm telling you, I'm an old man. Like, I don't like the chaos. I don't yeah. like the thin streets. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, bitch. Like, yeah. I'm gonna get claustrophobic. I'm gonna like, I don't know, yeah. you know, like that. Like, irritates me yeah. my soul a little bit. But yeah, just yeah. having my own space and my like my own privacy, I think that makes me happy. And then like, if I want to go like either to Orange County or like LA, it's Mm-hmm. it's a sacrifice like because of the traffic more than anything but mm-hmm. even then that's not like ca- it's not a recurring theme the recurring theme is what gets me like irked you know but yeah and i i do think that whole like la life you know the like typical like what you see on social media like the influencers the way they live mm-hmm. it just seems miserable yeah that it's like i don't want to live it like that i would love to do like a sightseeing the shopping and stuff but mm-hmm. the way people make it look online it's just like i don't want to live that life it's like they're, they're filling a hole almost almost mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah they're trying to search for something that they can't feel at least not with those things yeah i've seen a lot of people that are like with like the richest people but like they have the most miserable lives like behind the scenes i'm like fuck dude yeah. that's tough um, and it's true because money can bring happiness but it can make your life better which can lead to happiness but in the end you can have everything and have nothing inside like yeah 
I think money can buy happiness. I just think you need to be the right person for it. That's really it. Because mm-hmm. like I said, it's the same thing. Like money will reveal who you are. It's, a, it's the same thing of everything yeah. I've been like touching on. So if you're a shitty person mm-hmm. and you have money, you'll be shitty. If you're a good person with money, you'll you'll be happy, right? It's just, it's just the most miserable yeah. people usually have the most loudest voices. That's really all it is. Yeah. Quiet people are happy. Yeah. So <laughs> there's that. But mm-hmm. anyways, you're... they don't want us to wrong. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But anyways, you're amazing. Um, if people want to follow you, where can they follow you at? Um, Instagram at Hannah Cashmere Flores. Um, TikTok, I think it's Cashmere's M-I-R-R-O-Z. I think it was spinning circles, no? Oh, wait. I think. It, it could be. I looked at it earlier. I think it was that. <laughs> I think it might be spinning in circles. Yeah, right. yeah. Look. I think my name is just Cashmere. <laughs> I tried searching it through, like, your Instagram, and then I couldn't figure it out. And then I went in the search bar. I was like, fuck, what is it? And then I just typed in Crossing Guard, and you were, like, the first one. <laughs> Yeah, I love that for you too. That was fucking hilarious. I was like, thank God it worked because I was like, no, yeah. I had to do some homework real quick. See, that's what I want to use. Like, I want to be able to say, like, look from the crossing, crossing guard walk. Yeah. Like, look at the come up. You, you, know? you should you should like no you should milk it like i think if you kept going with it because i was like going through your posts too it's like the crossing guards yeah. always have like the most amount so i say like yeah. just do yeah. it I, I would encourage you to do that if you still could yeah but like milk it for what it's worth because the algorithm like usually imprints on like one of the first things you do and if you lean into it mm-hmm. you're gonna explode like i i've seen that happen with a yeah. lot of people yeah and, and, like, mainly it's just to get exposure. Like, hey, look, I'm out here. I want to model. Like, and what my dream is to model for Rick Owens and Jack Moose. Yeah. Those are, like, my top two. I just I want to get there. And if I can do more, of course. But Let's go. Yeah, no, that, that's pretty much how I do. Like, most of the things that I post, like, my content are just, like, they're just, like, tweets they're like they're not even like mm-hmm. my own thoughts because i'm like i don't want to yeah. i don't want to show like people my life right but yeah i also need that exposure so i'm leveraging that so like that's how i'm playing it right but yeah. but yeah i don't know but anyways i want to touch on one last thing real quick you said you were boring yeah. this fucking hour and some change has proven you wrong so just <laughs> say before i let you go <laughs> well thank you i i just feel like because people are like what do you do in your free time for example i competed in a pageant okay uh-huh. And one of the judges was like, what does a typical summer day look like? And I was like, in my house, watching (laughs) Netflix, either building a Lego or (laughs) eating ice cream. And you know what everyone else said? I spend my time feeding the homeless. I started a charity. And I'm like, okay, those are good things. But like on a real summer day, that's what you're doing? Like props to you but like i gotta take time for me you yeah know? so that's generally what my days are like i come home i get in bed yeah i watch whatever youtube video or whatever yeah. it is and it's like that's pretty boring you know i'm not like i went to san francisco and i did this yeah I, that reminds me of like the one meme on tiktok that was like i gotta do what's best for me i don't know if you know which yeah. one i'm talking about yeah. But it reminds, it reminds you of that. But I don't yeah. know. These people are capping. We we both know that for sure. But, like, you, you should have just been like, oh, I'm picking berries, and then I'm frolicking, and then I'm going to downtown L.A., serving donuts from the church. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No. I don't know. See, and that's why it was my first time competing in the pageant. So everyone knew something I didn't because, yeah. like, they started, like, Coming to you from the great state of California. Yeah. I am a Stanford University You're graduate. You're so funny. I'm eating cake. 
like, I'm just at home. And so that's why I was like, hello, my name is Hannah Flores. I yeah. spend my time gaming. I like to build stuff. Build Legos. Like, no, no, no. All the judges, look, they were like, <laughs> and no one in the audience clapped. Only my mom. Oh, that's so wholesome. This girl's lazy, but it's like I do feed the homeless. I do go do those yeah. things. I just didn't know I was supposed to talk about it, like yeah. sound myself. Yeah. But I was like, I'll never do this again. It's not. See, pageant world and modeling two different things but two yeah. different things yeah well at, see that being said that's so funny as a story but like you were telling me like the crossing guard you can use that as like your come up like you can show like your worst mistakes when you're at the top like hey i did mm-hmm. this i said i was building legos and now i'm here at vogue or whatever <laughs> you want to be at right yeah. it's like you can mess up but the only issue between what's going to stop you from getting to the top is how you can take failure i think yeah so you are yeah. fucking hilarious Definitely. i'm not even funny <laughs> no i'm I'm telling you, I was like, and like the girl, like it was silent, and I was like, oh god, this is so embarrassing. Like yeah. I thought because I was being real authentic and me, like, that's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. But no, it was like disqualified. Like, I literally was like disqualified. I didn't qualify for nothing. Well, at least now you know. When's the next pageant gonna be? Um, I don't know, but I'm not. I'm not gonna do it again. It's no, not worth it. Mm-hmm. Pa- okay, what in pageant? Sorry. Go ahead. What in pageants and like modern like kind of correlate? Or are they like two different worlds? They're two different worlds uh-huh. because with, with what I pageants are like glitz, glamour, and like role model. And I want to be a role model, but not like that. Yeah. Like I want, like I tell people, like I want to be a, mo- a supermodel who opens up an orphanage and builds an airplane. Like, I want to do all those three things and be, like, a role model in each. Like, look at a woman who's a mechanical engineer who can do, like, aerospace engineering. And then you have someone who's, like, I can build an orphanage because I genuinely care about the well-being of children. But I also can be a supermodel because I enjoy clothes. I enjoy bringing a vision to life. Like, that's how I want to be a role model. Not so much as Miss USA. Nope, nothing against them, but that's not how I want to use my voice shit wonder woman out here bro i'm out here struggling how to get out out of bed and you're out here working for elon <laughs> musk and shit Fuck. i wish oh my i want a cyber truck so bad didn't you weren't you the one that posted that you were like i want it really bad like on your story like a few weeks ago or something yeah i pre-ordered one i don't think it's ever gonna come out though you pre-ordered one i'm <laughs> so dead huh it was only a hundred dollars okay that's not that bad actually yeah. That's so funny. I don't know if I could do a freaking uh, a cyber truck, dude. They look like literally Lego. <laughs> That's why they're so I ugly. I love it. Like I love ugly things. I generally do. Like when it comes to like buildings and yeah. like ugly shapes, I just love it. I really but but i think it's because you can rock it i think that's what it is because like the same thing with you do with thrifting if i were to go thrifting i would literally find like grandpa garbage dog (laughs) shit like you're out here finding like the most aesthetic things and turn into like a whole other thing i think it's all like maybe like an art project for you almost yeah it is it is like everything about whatever it is i have has to fit my aesthetic my except for my car my car was a hand-me-down so she's not in there but i'm telling you but like my room, the things I buy, the post-it notes, the pens, the notebooks, it all has to fit my vision for whatever my vision I feel like having. Um, I like it. I'm very okay. No, yeah. yeah, I like it. That's that's actually pretty dope. Uh, one of my favorite, my personal favorite ones wasn't like something that blew up, but like yours, like 
post the selfie of you and then post your car. That TikTok <laughs> made me bust up, dude. That was cold. I don't know. And then I think it was no, like the I music too. Yeah. <laughs> I love my car is so ugly. I'm like, okay, but like she gets me where I need to go, but like Yeah. I want I definitely want to upgrade. I want an Arc seven or an Audi E Tron. Okay. <laughs> I mean a Cybertruck. I mean and Mercedes Evo. And there's Ooh. a lot. There's a lot. There's a bunch. Those are those are down the those are down the path. Just I think those come with going towards like your path that you already talked on earlier and those will come like yeah. alongside it so i have mm-hmm. major respect for you for like not giving up um and yeah just keep going and having all like that self-awareness so i appreciate you coming on thank you so much thank you all for right. inviting me it You're was very fun welcome. all right bye <laughs> bye you're